And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Hello, everybody, and welcome. We are live from the bunker. We are broadcasting on Facebook, Odyssey, and YouTube from deep underneath world headquarters here at SciFiForMe.com. Happy to have all of you with us today. It is Friday, and we are, as you can see there in the graphic, we are on the road to 500. I got a nice little spiffy, sparkly little graphic now. My name is Jason Hunt. I am the editor here at Sci-Fi For Me. Good to have all of you with us. And yes, Mazers, we did not have a ranker pit this week. Uh, we've had some had some people out under the weather, so uh, we took the we took the week off. Next week is going to be a lively discussion, though, so you want to tune in for that. Want to give a shout out to everybody who's listening to this as a podcast in Germany, Poland, Australia. Canada, good to have all of you with us, and uh, this show is available for those who want to listen to it instead of watching my ugly mug for an hour, it is available on a number of different podcast platforms, so you can check it out there. Feedback, if you want to send us a note, you can always uh, send us an email, live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com, or you can leave a comment on all of the different places uh, where you can find this video. So there we are. It is. Uh, it's been a heck of a week. It's been a heck of a week, and uh, looks like we might be buffering, buffering a little bit. I got some red. I got some red blinkies here. Let me turn that down. Uh, it is just one of those things, right? Okay. So here we go. Uh, I was supposed to have. We've been we've been going back and forth uh, with uh, with Royal Coupe to to get him on the program. He's been very busy, and now we're looking at the week of the seventeenth. So, at some point, we're going to get him on the show. In the meantime, in the meantime, got to hold down the fort and and keep going because you know December thirtieth is right around the corner uh we totally went max headroom buffering oh great see that's the that's the thing is you know it something something starts to go sideways it starts to go wrong and there we are so far right now i got i got green um egg says no sound on odyssey again all right stand by here for just a moment here let me reset. I'm going to have to reset the stream on Odyssey and see what that does. All right. Let's see if we can get there. All right. Let's let's try that. All 
All right. Put a note in there. Why is that doing what it's doing? That's doing something really weird over on Odyssey. By the way, um, speaking of Odyssey and alternate, uh, alternate uh, platforms, we are uh, not only on Odyssey, but we are also on Rumble. And I know there's been a lot of discussion lately in the wake of Nick Ricada's banishment from YouTube. Uh, a lot of people are starting to discover Rumble. We do have a channel over there. Uh, we have not done a whole lot with it. I've got well, YouTube. A lot of people are starting oh, to discover. On. We have uh, we have our YouTube material ported into Rumble, so it automatically goes over there. We're not live streaming to Rumble yet because we don't have the right number of subscribers. We need at least a hundred subscribers. And I don't know. I need to check. I need to check with uh, with the Rumble people to see because at one point you had to pay for a higher tier in order to get access to the live stream function. And I don't know if the 100 subscriber count now goes in place of that or in addition to that. So I'm going to... I'm going to have to follow up and find out. In the meantime, we need to get up to 100 followers on Rumble. So the links are in the, in the notes. Uh, you, can, you can connect with us over on there. Right now, we're sitting at 68. So we need, we, need more, uh, we need more followers over on Rumble in order to be able to simulcast there. Because we can do, uh, we can do multiple streams to different destinations. We've just got to be able to... Uh, we've just got to be able to uh, to get the right kind of signal out. So I see Death Angel Shadows on both. Good to see you there. Uh, I see Cam. I see uh, I see Dave. I see um, Mazerus. I haven't seen Sci-Fi Snob in a while. I don't know. He may be he may be under the weather. I'm not sure exactly what's going on up there in Canada. Speaking of which, I have a I have a question. Are we are are we at war with Russia? Because President Asterisk seems to seems to think that we're on the brink of nuclear Armageddon. That's not what the show's about. But my goodness, I uh, I worry. I worry about that man. I really do. All right. So anyway, all right. So today, different war. Uh, we're we're going to be talking about a little bit today um, the war on fans because it really does feel like it really does feel like the entertainment media <coughs> is doubling down at least maybe kind of sort of either that or it's a really 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 big coincidence. Where do we start? Uh, Egg, Egg over on Odyssey says, I cleared the cache and reset. That fixed the horrible buffering for now in case anyone else is having that problem. Okay, good to know. If you, the, the, one of the things, and I'm, I'm still trying to figure this out, because the bit rate on the signal has to be at a certain level in order for the 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 show to be you know for the feed to be really clean and for whatever reason i'm not sure exactly what is going on and the guys over at odyssey are not sure what's happening either uh but when we start our streams 
a lot of times the audio is just not there, and we're not sure why. The audio, the Odyssey guys don't know why. Tom, Tom is looking into it. He keeps, he keeps sending me notes. We don't know why this is doing this. But when we reset the stream here through the Odyssey interface, that it seems to clear that up. I'm not sure what's causing it. And they aren't either, but they're trying to figure that out. But yes, in the meantime, if you refresh your browser, uh, sometimes that helps. So we're, we're in the process of figuring things out. And yeah, look, everybody, all of the different alternate tech, all the YouTube competitor platforms, Rumble and BitChute and Odyssey, they all have their strengths and they have their weaknesses. One of the things that I don't really care for with Odyssey is the fact that I can't schedule uploads. If I upload a video, it's live. I can't tell it to release at a certain time in the future. It's something that I've asked for. It's something that's on their list of things to work on, but it hasn't happened yet. So, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, I really wish I could schedule these because then they can all go out at the same time. Rumble has a not very good user interface at all. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, we take, we take the bad with the good. That's what, that's what we got to do because everybody is growing. Every, it's growing pains. They're all figuring everything out. Eventually we'll get there. So Dave says, reset the dilithium crystals to maximum. I, I think we need to reverse the polarity on them as well and see what that does. All right. So, where to start? I guess the big the big conversation. I mean, I mentioned Nick Ricada getting banned off of YouTube. That's not really uh, a part of this because the battle there uh, doesn't really have very much to do with fandom so much. Uh, although he is peripherally connected to some of that, but uh, you've got that going on. You've got the drama with the bot sentinel stuff happening because of the Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing and 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 Nate the lawyer going after Christopher Boozy and whatnot. But the most recent episode of She-Hulk, there's a lot of chatter about that one as well because whether by design or by coincidence things are hitting a little bit close to home in terms of fandom in general. Now, we've known, and th th we've seen this in the past, where uh, some of the criticisms of the show, some of the criticisms of other shows, has made it into these programs as material, you know, the, the, the critiques and the online and the socials and all of that. But in this particular instance, we had an episode that, that, that has the intelligentsia or whatever, the bad, the bad guys, the, 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 the people what are hacking into the system. I haven't watched the show since the third episode, so I'm, I'm going off of second and third hand reports here. But you have these people, apparently Jennifer Walters is at an event to accept an award, and it's purely symbolic. And as this is going on, the big video wall on the back behind her gets hacked with a lot of the, the online social criticisms of She-Hulk 
And basically, they're taking some of the stuff from real criticisms of the show and incorporating it into uh, into the narrative of the program. And then these people show up. These are the hackers. These are the intelligence. And, and a lot of people online are noticing the masks for these hackers bears a striking resemblance to one Lord Doomcock, future ruler of the Earth. Now, this could be pure coincidence. It absolutely could be pure coincidence because the idea of a mask for your villains is not new. I mean, V for Vendetta, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees. It, it's, this, is, this is not anything new. However, the structure, the, the facial structure of the mask is such that a lot of people are commenting on the resemblance here. It is a very striking resemblance. Not exact, but it is an interesting coincidence, <clears throat> let's say. And it comes at a time when a lot of online drama and online attacks are happening. I mean, you look at what's happening with that Umbrella guy, for example. In the wake of the Depp Heard trial and his specific channel being mentioned as part of the trial he has been a he's been a, a, a target for attack from a number of sources quarters uh, Taylor Lorenz being one bot Sentinel being one the Washington Post being one Rolling Stone being one and of course now you have uh, the false reports filed with Child Protective Services with regard to his family, he's loaded for bear. He's lawyering up, as well he should. Because this is the kind of thing that we need to push back against. You have the entertainment and the news media attacking us normal, regular folks for having the wrong opinion, for having the wrong think in our heads. This is this is 1984 V for Vendetta stuff. I mean, not set aside for a moment the the political aspects of it because the government side of this is scary as well. But you have an entertainment media that is now fully invested in propaganda against people who don't agree with them. If you criticize my work, you are a fill-in-the-blank, racist, sexist, bigot, homophobe, istophobe, transphobe, whatever. I mean, look at, look at Billy Eichner talking about anybody who, who didn't go see bros. And, and come to find out, bros is not about the tracksuit mafia. It's not a Marvel movie, bro. But I've seen some screenshots. <sighs> Wish I hadn't. Jeremy and Sydney talking about it on, on the quartering yesterday. And 
Chrissy Mayer's had some screenshots. This is this is stuff. This is softcore porn. And this is the stuff that you would see on Skinamax back in the day. Showtime late at night. This is the stuff where you don't see it, but you kind of see it because you, you, they can only show so much before they get a before they get an X or an NC-17. We can just go just so far, and you're not going to actually see anything, but we're going to get close. And some of these screenshots look like it's that. That's softcore porn. Most people. I'm pretty sure that most people are going to watch porn at home in the privacy of the house where nobody knows that they're watching it. That's just me. I just, I mean, yeah, Death Angels Bros is not in my demographic either. And that's part of the problem. It was marketed to the wrong, wrong target demographic because women don't want to watch that stuff. And men certainly are not going to watch that. Why would you? Why would you promote a romantic, uh, 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 a homosexual rom com to men? Nobody's going to watch it. But Billy Eichner comes in and says, "Well, if you don't watch it, you're a homophobe." Now he's getting some pushback on that from the trades. I saw an article the other day. Says, "Why well, this is you know this is why bros should have failed." But I've also seen a headline calling bros gay art. And it's not you. It's, it's Hollywood. It's a movie. And there may be some artistic elements to it. But this is the kind of stuff. And it, you, you, look at, you look at what Elizabeth Banks has finally come out and admitted. She's like, we shouldn't have marketed Charlie's Angels as a feminist manifesto. It wasn't a feminist manifesto. It was an action movie. It got marketed wrong. Paul Feig still hasn't learned that lesson. It goes all the way back. You know, you go back to Ghostbusters 2016. You look at Captain Marvel. You look at Doctor Who. This is stuff that we've talked about before. But now it's getting even more intense. When we sit there and think, maybe, possibly, could the pendulum be swinging back? to a little bit of normalcy or at least let's sit in the middle and some of this stuff we can disagree with and some of the stuff we can agree on okay it's fine whatever but now you got marvel doing this everyday heroes comic book that's sponsored by pfizer which is pure propaganda and i i get it comic books and publications they've done psa type of publications before that's nothing new. I'm not criticizing that particular aspect of it because this is not the first time. However, the big push from Pfizer and Marvel, it's obvious that they're going for get your vax, get your booster. As a matter of fact, I got an email this morning because part of my day job work involves being a local crew on television productions and network television productions. And it used to be before the pandemic, I would do a lot of stuff with ESPN, ABC on the sports side of things. And of course, you know, they're owned by Disney. And the email that I got this morning was a last minute. We need to find somebody for Monday Night Football at Kansas City Chiefs. 
And this is the first time that that email included not only the vaccination requirement, which has been a thing for a while now, but also locals have to be boosted. And that's the first time that I've seen that in an email looking for anybody to work on this stuff. And I'm thinking, no, thank you. That is discriminatory, for one. And also, I'd like to not have a heart attack. Thank you very much. Uh, Egg says, both masks have those sharp Art Deco styles that make a certain time period illusion. Yes, absolutely they do. And if you look and see just exactly the shapes of them, it's hard... It's hard not to make the assumption that they're taking a swipe at at Doomcock over this. Now, it, 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 look, it could be a it could be a coincidence. It absolutely could be, but I don't think any of us believe that it is. And the other part of this, this is this is a this is purely a technical gripe on my part. The video wall that Jennifer smashes. Let's talk about that for just a second. I have put these together. Now, in this scene, she gets really, really, really angry, and she smashes that LED screen and pulls down all sorts of stuff from the scene. The, the, the actual structure of the building starts to fall, Right? This tells me that the production designer did not do the research because I've put these things together before. What you have is very, very, very expensive LED panels that are about 18 inches wide, 18 inches tall. They're, they're square, and they run about $3,000 a piece, $4,000 a piece. Depends on the resolution. You get these very expensive LED panels. And you put these things together in a row, and you stack them, and you get them up. And once you get to a certain point, they don't hang from the ceiling. They hang from a stick of truss. And this is steel truss. And the truss is hanging from motors, chain motors, which are attached to reinforced contact points in the ceiling. Now, they're not attached to the ceiling. They're attached to the framework above the ceiling, the steel girder work that you don't see. So if something were to run into one of these LED panels, like a fist, for example, or a football or a cannonball, it's not going to bring the ceiling down because there are several points of failure there before you get to the ceiling. So when she smashes that, that screen and, and pieces of the building start falling down, I'm like, wait a minute, that, you can't do, that doesn't work that way. But it goes back to this overall criticism of the show that the people who are making the show have not done their homework. I mean, the writers have admitted, we're writing a legal show, but we don't know anything about writing legal shows. And this, this is really, this is really some coincidence, folks. 
because not only do they have the voice, or, or not only do they have the mask, but they've also got the voice changer. So, you know, if you've ever watched a Doomcock video, and if you watch Doomcock live, two completely different voices. Because when Doomcock does his upload videos, his future ruler of the earth, that's a, that's a voice. There's a voice effect on there. And these guys in the She-Hulk show, same kind of thing. I don't think it's a coincidence, personally. But that's just me. It's one, it's one piece that shows that they're, one, paying attention to what the fandom is saying, and they're paying attention to the criticism, but they're also taking hits at the fandom. Velma the same way. If you look at this new trailer that HBO put out, uh, HBO Max just put out, I think it was yesterday, this new trailer for Velma, which has got Mindy Kaling basically as a self-insert here because they've changed the, they've changed the ethnicity of, of Velma. The entire trailer is so self-aware. And, you know, she's writing, she's firing off this this angry email because I hear you're doing a reboot of the Jetsons. Well, if Judy Jetson's not white and she's not boy crazy, then why, why change anything? I mean, they're taking direct swipes at the people who have criticized all of these things that we have criticized. And then you have, where is it? Um, then you have the rest of the cast. You have the, 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 the other characters, we have artwork for them. Surprisingly, Daphne is still a redhead. Which, you know, gender side, uh, ginger side is a thing. But D Daphne actually still looks a little bit like Daphne. Fred... Fred looks like the most... The, the late latest recent versions of Fred, who's kind of a doofus. Fred in the original Scooby-Doo was not as dumb as Fred has ended up being in later iterations. They, Fred has almost become a parody of himself. But, what? I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting, did they turn Fred into, they turned Fred into a moron a long time ago. It's on. Did you turn it on? You're not on. Turn your mic on. Okay. There it is. <laughs> okay, whatever. No, I'm just saying with him like that, it's no different than any of these shows that are coming on for kids anymore where dad is dummy. Oh, well, I, it, it predates that even. Well, no, but I'm just, I'm just saying that they're going and leaning more into that. Dad is dummy, or should I say, white blonde guy? The leader, dummy. the leader is a moron. The leader is 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 incompetent. Which you know, now that now that I think about it, leader incompetent. Does that Wait mean you're incompetent no. too? I can be. Yes. <laughs> and then there's Norville. Norville, Shaggy, Robert. They've made Shaggy black, and they've given Shaggy a typical, a stereotypical 
black haircut and a goatee. Now, the goatee has always been there. But they've given him a stereotypical dreadlock-looking haircut. He's still skinny. Shaggy, I don't think, was a ginger to start with. His hair, to be, has always been brown. But let me ask you a question. Let me, let me ask you a question. Do you think it is a smart thing for them to have the stoner as the black guy? Norville is Shaggy's real name. I was thinking it was Norbert, but whatever. Maybe they don't have the rights to Shaggy, because I don't. I I read somewhere this morning they don't have the rights to Scooby Doo the dog, which is good because if they had the dog in this thing, kids would want to watch it, and kids are not going to want to watch this. But they have race swapped. The Dope Smoker. I'm not exactly sure this is the smart way to go. Now, your option is Black Daphne. Which, if this was Showtime late at night or Skinamax, you make the Black Daphne to go along with the lesbian Velma and you'd have a completely different kind of show right speaking of which and yes people have have uh, have have pointed out that Velma in this show is going to be a lesbian and yes you're right Death Angel Shaggy was the beatnik he was based off of Maynard Krabs which played by um, Bob Denver Gilligan <clears throat> I just dated myself quite a bit on that one. So if you go to Google and you do a search, Mrs. Boss, have you seen this yet? Let me let me show you what happens. I'm gonna type in Velma in the search for Google. You ready? You ready? Bang! And look, folks. We get all sorts of animated confetti and flags on the search results. You want to see that again? Does it does it does it happen again? Let, I, we'll we'll do this again. Let's see. And there it is again, folks. The gay bisexual. Colors. No, look, it, that's fine. Google Google does this kind of crap all the time. But you know what? They're not going to do it for the 4th of July, I'll tell you that. If they do, great. But they won't. Because they won't. Because that's not what this is about. This is about pushing an agenda onto... Society. This is about trying to get 
abnormal whatever look you want to you want to live that lifestyle that's fine that's your choice but if all of this media is going to push this stuff on everybody else you've got billy eigner's doing to say well if you don't go watch bros you're a homophobe they want to other you because of wrong think that's why that's why Rakeda got banned off of YouTube because he had a he had an online tiff with a transgendered person. Because we have to protect those people. For whatever. Okay, fine. Can we protect transgendered people? without threatening to burn down the hotels where they're having conferences? I mean, okay, so it's supposed to be a joke. Joe Glass, who's a comic book writer, and those of us who follow comic books, probably familiar with Joe Glass's name. Hello, Keely, good to see you in the chat. Good good to see you, what about? I saw you come in earlier. <laughs> So, Joe Glass uh, says uh, there's a there's a there's a conference coming to Cardiff, and somebody asks, "Is it in a building that would be a loss if it got burned down?" Ha ha ha! They're joking, right? There's going to be this conference, and and what strikes me as odd about this there this is this is a comic book professional, Joe Glass participating in, at the very least, a very tasteless attempt at humor, but genuine enough and serious enough to get investigated by the local police. This is Wales Online. Police investigate apparent online threat to burn venue hosting a feminist conference in Cardiff. Now, this goes back to the, uh, the, the whole thing, you know, that, that swept up J.K. Rowling. Because third wave feminists and earlier feminists and maybe fourth generation feminists have been battling each other, this whole definition of woman, right? And you have this conference from philia philia which is i kid you not it's a women's liberation movement organization this is a group and it's right here on their mission statement here philia means daughter we are the daughters of the women who came before us and we fight so that our sisters and daughters may be free philia is a woman-led volunteer organization and part of the women's liberation movement we have charitable status for our working for our work promoting women's human rights. Now, Philia's vision is a world free from patriarchy where all women and girls are liberated. And you go this whole thing down, building sisterhood, amplifying the voices of women, defending hum women's human rights. But see the thing about it is, no, now this comes into conflict with 
transgendered rights. And now you get back to the victim structure. Who gets more protection? And you got people like Joe Glass threatening, or at least joking about it, ha, 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 saying, well, what happens if we burn down the hotel where you've got these people who are advocating for women's rights? Ha, ha, ha. This is just a joke. Now, Felia has had conversations with the police about it already. And, and Glass, you know, talking about, you know, the, the police article, you know, Glass responded to Wales Online, said, please take this article down. I was just kidding. I've already apologized. Let's move on. Doesn't work that way. Does it? I mean, the cancel culture, the cancel cult has given us the rules. Apologizing is not enough. You can't just apologize and move on and say, well, that's just, that's all that I had. Can we? Because if that's the case, and there are a whole lot of people that got canceled who shouldn't ought to have been canceled. And Cam, you're right. No one, no one, absolutely, I agree with that. No one has the right to demand others adopt their claims. You can't force anyone. I mean, you can at gunpoint. But it doesn't last very long. It's one of those things where people just go, ha, ah, I'm just joking, just joking, just joking. I didn't mean it. But at the same time, this is representative of a broader problem within the professional side against fandom. Because not only do you have Joe Glass joking about burning down a hotel, but you've also got Mark Brooks here. And I'm not going to play this video. The clip's out there because I don't want to get dinged. But you've got Mark Brooks, who is an artist, comic book artist. He's at New York Comic Con this weekend. He's already had a dust-up with Gail Ltub. At, uh, Gabe, rather. Sorry, not Gail. Gabe. Gabe Ltub. Gabe is an artist. And... A few weeks ago, I don't remember which ev which event it was, but Mark Brooks was like, "Come on, Gabe, come over to my table. We'll have we'll have a we'll have a conversation, right?" And so Gail go uh, Gabe. I don't why why do I keep saying Gail? I'm, I got Gail Simone on my head. Gail Simone's another one of those provocateurs. But Gabe Eltab goes was at San Diego. Okay, thank you, Keely. Goes over to Mark Brooks's table. Of course, Brooks is not there. The table's empty. Gabe takes a photograph of himself at Mark's table and says, Mark, where were you? I was going to have a conversation. And, and Brooks is like, it's intimidation. He's stalking me. Talk to the cops. And now you have Mark Brooks on a video with Ethan Van Skyver threatening to, threatening to have a fight. Come to New York Comic Con, Ethan. I will fight you actually threatening fisticuffs. I'll tell you a story. 
those of us who are of an age, you may appreciate this story. Let me tell you a story. When I was in junior high, I was 12, 12, 13 years old. My junior high campus was just down the block from a Kentucky Fried Chicken. And whenever there was drama, the drama usually ended up meet me behind the Kentucky Fried Chicken after school. Right? Do you remember those days? Because that's where the fight would happen, right? That's the that's that that was the arena behind the Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'll fight you. That's what this feels like. Mark Brooks, Mark Brooks, sitting there on his computer, keyboard warrior that he is, on his on his camera. I'll fight you. Come come see me at New York Comic Con. I'll fight you. God, I, I get you. Ah, you're not, you don't scare me. I'm, I'll get you. Didn't, yes. Didn't during one of the presidential debates, President Asterisk sit there and talk about taking someone behind <laughs> the shed and beating him or something. So it's completely I, legit. Know, I tell you, it is one of those things where I sit there and, and go, didn't Mrs. When I miss grownups being in charge of the system. You and, know? And, and didn't, 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 didn't the ex-Mrs. Um, Obama there sit there and say when they go low, we kick them? Yeah, something like so, that. But I mean, but, I mean if but, the president asterisk can go beat up a kid behind the bleachers... Why not? This well, you know, I guess I guess getting 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 in a fight behind the Kentucky Fried Chicken is better than rolling out the nukes, but you know, it's it's just a matter of taste, I guess. But this is consistent. You got Mark Brooks threatening Ethan Van Skyver, you got Mark Brooks threatening Gabe Eltiab, you've got you've got Joe Glass uh threatening feminists and whatnot. And this goes back to Mark Wade's behavior. I mean, you remember a few years ago, before Mark Wade interfered with Richard Meyer's deal with Antarctic Press, Mark Wade was on Facebook. I, I, I can't, I can't do the Gollum impression like, uh, like just some guy does. But you know, imagine Mark Wade's Gollum voice here talking about. I hear, I hear. I hear Richard Meyer is going to be at, where was it, Baltimore Comic Con, I think it was? I'd like to have a conversation with him. You know, basically implying, I want to take him out behind the Kentucky Fried Chicken and throw him a thing or two, right? And B. Clay Moore gets involved. I I want to provoke him into throwing a punch. B. Clay Moore, by the way, still has not delivered his Kickstarter uh, project from how many years ago now? But that's on the side. This is Mark Wade, who sent a wreath of black flowers to somebody he didn't like after the wife died. And I, and I, I saw somebody somewhere, somebody said it was Jim Shooter's wife when Jim Shooter's wife died. I don't know that for a fact. 
I I was not I don't know if I was aware that it was Jim Shooter. But Mark Wade is one of those bastards who does this kind of thing. And 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 that's that's the that's the word for this. These people are absolutely unhinged. And they attack us us as fans, we're the ones who have made this all possible. It's our money that fuels the process. Cross-gen comment. Okay, Cam, thank you. Thank you. I, wasn't, I didn't think it was Shooter. But it's our money that fuels the process to get these books out. You want... You want to make a comic book? You want to sell a comic book? You want me to buy a comic book? Then you don't call me names and threaten me. Other people have learned this lesson. But it's easy to dismiss Mark Wade at this point. I mean, it's especially easy for Rob Liefeld to dismiss him. <laughs> Mark Wade comes on and does this whole screed about, you know, when you're starting out in comics and blah de blah de blah de blah. And he's basically complaining about the fact that he's an old white guy and he's not getting work now because he's an old white guy. You know, like like somebody said up in earlier in the chat, the left comes after their own. They will eat their own. And that's what they're doing here. And Mark Wade is like, Oh, I wish I could get some more work. And, and I can't, I can't find it. When I click on the Facebook link, it's, it just perpetually spins. So I think Wade might have completely deleted that whole thing. But Rob Liefeld, who created Deadpool, co-created Deadpool, he comes in and says, uh, where is it at the end here? It's just a real quick thing. Uh, Liefeld says, quote, interesting given the bitter source that wrote this, notorious whiner, I mean seriously. So Liefeld uh, takes takes Mark Wade out behind the woodshed and teaches him a thing. And I'm sure there are a lot of people that would like to take Mark Wade out behind the woodshed and teach him a thing or two. I'm not advocating for that. Let's be clear. But you have all of this. It just feels like okay. Check me on this. It feels like a last desperate gasp for relevance for influence for power for control it's just just one last reach to control everything to control the narrative to control people's behavior to control what you think to control what you can say you look at what's going on with twitter right now you look at what's happening with youtube right now go find us over on rumble go find us over on odyssey the censorship is is high But the attacks are getting more intense. And I have to wonder if this is this last... And of course, I've, I've wondered this before. We've been in this place before, but not... Somehow, this 
particular time around, it feels a little bit more pointed. It feels a little bit more targeted. Because Doom, Doomcock's a target, and I know there there are people on both sides that look at, at some of the stuff that he says, and they're just like, yeah, right, whatever. You know, it's like Tim Pool talking about everything's being a civil war. You know, we're in a civil war all the time. We're on our way to the civil war. I think we're already in a civil war, and the culture war is where it starts. We're not shooting at each other yet. They're stabbing each other in Las Vegas. I mean, they're sh- they've been shooting each other in Chicago forever. We're not in a shooting civil war yet, but I think that's coming. Thanks, Uncle Joe. We do have people getting attacked, being killed for being conservative, for questioning politicians. That's happening. They're not going to report it very much, but that's happening. I think, I hope, maybe, this is that last desperate attempt to discredit the, the, the critics, to discredit the fandom. It's not going to work. I mean, there are enough alternatives now with Odyssey and Rumble and BitChute and DLive and Twitch and discord and gilded there are a lot of different ways for people to connect with each other and talk with each other and communicate to each other and yet we don't, you don't have to have youtube you don't have to have twitter we're past the point where that's the the single point of communication for everybody we have all of these alternatives now So they're not going to kill the message. They're not going to kill the signal. Totally. They're, they, they, may, they may send the SWAT teams out with their false 911 calls and try to kill us. Literally. They did it to Peter Samedi. They've done it to Riketa. They've done it to Jeremy Quartering. They've done it to Tim Pool. How many other people have been swatted that we don't know about because those channels aren't big enough? I know of at least a couple of others. Wasn't there something in the news? You remember the very first one that involved that gamer in Wichita? I I seem to recall something in the news where that case had something, had some kind of a development. I think a sentencing has it has it really taken this long for somebody to be sentenced for that or was it another one see that i haven't had time to look into it but swatting is a real concern it's a real thing now we're at this this level here our channel we're not big enough to be a target of that but at some point we might be i was actually really surprised that we didn't suffer from more fallout than we did after that interview with ernie gygax last year that could have gone really sideways for us, and it didn't. And I'm thankful that it didn't. But these people are unhinged. I'm not going to say they're crazy. Some of them are very smart. 
Some of them are not. But for the most part, they're reckless. And you give them enough time, like Ben Collins over at NBC, you give them enough time, they will actually say out loud the part they're, they're not supposed to say out loud. And their true motivations come to light. And who they actually are, you will see. Dave says there's a local... Local high school received a bomb threat from someone in California. No update on the investigation. Dave, uh, Dave are you in California? I, I, yeah, Cam, you're right. There are, there are puppet masters and zombies. I would really like to know who's running things at the White House. That's just me. Oh, Dave's in Ohio. Okay. It's crazy times out there, folks. But there, there is a positive. People, people are looking at this and saying, you see, we're getting to them. We're winning. I'm not sure that you'd characterize this as winning. But I do think that the fandom in general and, and the vocal fandom in, in particular, the fandom media, I do think that we're having an impact. I do think that there are at least some channels that Hollywood's paying attention to and at the very least in a defensive mode saying, we've got to stop them. They know about quartering and Geeks and Gamers and Nerdrotic and Doomcock and, and all those guys. How much they're having an impact, how much they're having an influence, I don't know, can't say. But you have this, this Doomcock-type mask showing up in She-Hulk. That tells me that maybe some of these channels are hitting a little bit closer to home than maybe would think. It could very well be a coincidence. I'm fully prepared to accept the notion that it's a coincidence. But I'm not sure that it's a coincidence. All right, I will leave you with this because, you know, Joe Glass sitting there going, I was just kidding. I will leave you with this from the King Solomon. Considered to be the wisest man who's ever walked the planet. Split the baby in half, King Solomon. The wisdom of Solomon for Proverbs, chapter 26, verse 18. Like a maniac. Some translations say madman. Like a maniac shooting flaming arrows of death is one who deceives his neighbor and says, I was only joking. Solomon had a thing or two to say about people who said, I'm just kidding. I don't really mean it. Remember, folks, it is your money. It is your vote. We got midterms coming up. 
but it's your money. It's your money you spend on streaming services and comic books and movies and books and games and whatever else you want to have to entertain you. By the way, buy physical media. You have the choice. You have the control. And they don't like that. They want you to think that there are five lights. But there are only four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.